In this episode, we're going to talk about better ways you could be using social media to keep yourself safe. We talk about it a lot. Of course, I recommend best case scenario, you don't use it at all, but of course I use it too. But I'm going to explain how I use it, how you could use it better. Ways we can make better decisions when using our social media account to kind of go along with that safety thing. Some of you out there have asked about this. You want to do more privacy things. You want to do more stuff along the whole gray man idea, but you don't want to give up social media. And I get that. And a lot of you have businesses, you don't want to give it up. It makes sense. It's part of the reason why I have it. So we're going to look at social media and also emails, but mainly social media and discuss a few little things you can do better to kind of help keep yourself more safe, keep your activities private where they need to be private and where they don't need to be. And I'm not talking about privacy settings. I'm talking about the way in which we use them, the accounts we use beyond just the standard privacy measures that are built in. So social media. What are better ways we can use it to keep ourselves safe, smarter activities we can have in order to use it more effectively and not disrupt our lives? That's what we're going to talk about right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. Man, I got to tell you, that was a good vacation. Some of you may recall, I don't do much in the last week of July. Mainly that's the time I take for myself every year to go enjoy life, live life, do things that are fun. I did have some fun, ate some good food, did some gambling and did quite well, and a few other things. Mainly I do that because of the time of year. That's when my sister died nine years ago and think about her and talk to my family and just take some vacation time and enjoy myself. So that has been a fun almost two weeks, but I thought I'd come back in case you missed me. So social media and email, I'll start by talking about email and lead this into social media, talk about better ways we can use it. I think it surprises me sometimes to realize there are people that still only have one email account. Now I'm talking separately from your work. Work being you are a regular dude that works at a company and the company provides you an email account, not you own the company or you're like a senior person. So maybe if you're one of those, this doesn't necessarily apply to you. When you only have one email account, we use them for a lot of things. We use them for online shopping, get those free discount codes, buy stuff from eBay. We talk to our friends and family. Over time with most of these accounts, spam just shows up. Like if you've got or have ever had a Gmail account, you could just about not use that thing, but stay signed in and be using Google. And eventually you're going to start getting junk mail. That's just how the system works. That's how it's designed based on harvesting your information from all the stuff you do. They want to send you things. You know, if you do classified ad shopping online like Craigslist, you can end up getting junk mail from there. It just depends. People can take your email and do stuff. And I've seen with organizations I've worked with, people only use one email where they just don't see an email that comes that's important. And it's because they're getting sometimes dozens, if not hundreds of emails a day because they don't split them up. So to kind of streamline that, which will lead into understanding how I use social media, and I'm going to give you some ideas on how to do it better is using multiple email accounts. I mean, I'm using the open source challenge right now, talking about looking for my email accounts, old and current, any you can, of which there's been many. I got some more cool stuff to throw in those bags. So that's happening. But some things I do differently. For one, I have an email I use for my family. And that's all I use it for. It's to talk to family members and they can you know, email me on occasion. I don't get a lot of emails from them because I tend to talk to them on the phone. That's just one account. I don't use it for anything else. I have a shopping account. I have ones for where when I shop online, because I shop online a lot, I'm not an occasional online shopper. So I have an email account just for that reason being. Since that's the only thing I use, 
if I get anything in there, it's junk. It's going to be connected to, because of the types of emails I'm using, it's connected to my shopping account. So I can go in there and update my settings of what I do and don't want. And then I have an account and you know, the numbers pop up three colored red, tell me I got three emails and it's going to tell me things like it might be a promotional email that I don't want. I delete it. It might be telling me, Hey, your order has shipped. Hey, your automatic monthly order is coming through. It makes it easier to find. And that's all I use that account for. I have another account that's like a junk account that is going to get the most junk mail. But what I use it for is one good example is I go to online shops somewhere I've never done before. Sometimes you go to websites now and they'll pop up and say, oh, give us your email and we'll give you a 10% discount code for your first purchase. So I do that if I think I'm going to buy something, I'm looking at buying something or also just to get it so I can see their coupon code because some websites are good forever. Some websites are good for 30 days. Then let's say I buy something from there. Even though I bought something from there, I don't change or update that email account until I find myself using it more in the future so that I don't litter my shopping account. It just keeps it separate. It's got the higher propensity for more junk mail. And it all keeps it separate like that. I got a couple of what I call professional email accounts, some for some of the training stuff I've done in person in the past and one for just like this, the podcast and stuff. Now I have ones like that that are geared only towards those. So when I use social media that's geared towards, say, Gray Man stuff, it comes only to the Gray Man account. If I'm using my other account that's geared towards other things I'm subscribed to or members of, it goes only to that account. And then I use an email service that you can connect multiple accounts to. So they're all there, like I'm viewing them in one inbox, but I can go email to email. It's not hard to manage. It makes it easier just to isolate it. It's the same idea as whether you do it or not is using folders and tags in your email, but it's like one step earlier to separate those things. And then instead of having one email account with 10 sets of folders and tags, each one of my email accounts has their own sets of folders and tags that I just adjust as I go. I find it to be easier, cleaner, and a simpler way to look for things in email. Now, if you're not doing that already, you may end up finding yourself doing it, especially if you have a business. But this kind of feeds into social media, and there's, there's things we can do with social media to make ourselves safer. For one is a lot of people fancy themselves as influencers, and they're really not. If they're not making a ton of money, you're not really an influencer. That's just a buzzword for somebody that's posting crap on social media. But there are things you can do better. For one... I always recommend having two social media accounts. Now, you may belong to several services like, say, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I get that. But most people, if you look at what they do or they just tell you, you're primarily going to find out they use one service more than another. And typically, no matter how many services they're using, only one of them probably has an account where they talk to friends and family aside from influencing or a business or a page or a group which if you're not doing, you should do. In today's age of censorship and all the stuff that's happening, you're risking losing everything by not separating it. So the first recommendation I have is that you have a private account just for you. Famous people do this all the time. They don't have to be rich. They could just be journalists, whatever they talk about. I've got a private account that I only have a few people on. They're my close friends and family that I use infrequently to follow their activities. They do that so that if, if they were to lose their personal account, it doesn't affect their business stuff. Or if they lose their business stuff, it doesn't affect their personal account. That's a big reason why they do it. They also do it for protection to protect those family members and stuff. While their family members might go on and hit a thumbs up on their other accounts, 
they keep them hidden through their private channels. And all you have to do is communicate to your family, like, don't share this. So, like, for me, on my social media, not my email, but on my social media, my family never got it. They just didn't care enough to listen to me to follow my request, so they're not on my social media. And I just don't have them there because they can't help themselves, which is fine. It's just something I had to deal with. But I never really talked to them a whole lot on social media anyway. I did it via email and phone and text. So that was a small fix. But that's one reason to separate them. Other things you can do is have backup accounts. I'll give you an example. On YouTube, a lot of people don't know this. On YouTube, when you sign up, you get a Gmail account. You go to YouTube and you got Bob's YouTube channel. You can have four additional YouTube channels under that same email account. They don't even have to be related. So... If your YouTube channel was to get hacked or if it was to get deleted, which most of the time when people say they're hacked, they're not hacked. They've made these mistakes themselves. You still have your other accounts that you can sign into because they can have different passwords. So I've seen guys on YouTube, especially in today's days of censorship, that a lot of people get stuff deleted because of the things they post or the things they say and it happens everywhere. It's a mistake to have all these things grouped together because the second you get banned from somewhere or your account gets deleted... You lose it all. This is why I treat social media the same way I treat emails. You should have that personal account for like friends and family. Say you got that one. Then you got another one for say your YouTube channel, your influencing or whatever you're doing. And perhaps you even have a third one that's like a backup. Or maybe it's a whole nother influencing subject. So like even on YouTube, I've got more than one channel just for the gray man stuff, even though I don't hardly use YouTube. And I still have other open ones available. So those are things you can do to separate the account. So if something bad happens, whether you do it or somebody else does it, you can pull back and go into that other account, not lose everything. A lot of people lose a lot of stuff. A lot of people are just personal things. You know, they got a Facebook account. They put everything on there. They get involved in all these groups of stuff where they want to essentially talk shit and say things they know have the potential of getting them. They've uploaded all these photos that have backed up nowhere else and their account gets deleted because they're involved in a group. They you know, somebody comes after or they say some dumb shit and they lose it all. That's part of the reason why you should separate it. Same ideas like YouTube. I see guys on YouTube that have channels about a specific subject. And then something happens in the world, usually politics, current events, that has nothing to do with their channel. But they'll go do a video on it. And it's a hot topic that people are getting banned on. And I'm like, man, you're an idiot. Why are you putting this on here with all this other stuff? If somebody comes after this one video, you could lose it all. So that's another reason to have that second backup channel. Even if you're not a person who does that, you can do that with your business and have a backup channel in case something ever happens with it or somebody hacks into it and you just sign up with a different email account. And you can tailor these email accounts based on how you set up your email system to match those social media accounts. So even if your person wants to go on and, you know, whether you're calling it rights or whatever, but you know you're generally being a jerk just saying whatever, and you know eventually somebody's probably going to come after you. You might even feel bad that they haven't yet. Separate the account you're doing that on from the other accounts you don't want to lose. Because if you lose them, you lose everything. Some other things we can do is people post a lot of stuff because it's called social media. We post a lot of things about we're out having fun. Here we are on vacation. Here we are at the beach. Here I'm at the bar with a couple of hot chicks. Here's that new car I bought. Hey, here, here's this is what's happening. You know, things like this. If your account is built around, say, some form of internet journalism, and that's the purpose of the account, and you go to protests to film things and video things to put them online, that's fine. 
But when it's not that purpose, you need to think about your own safety. So things I recommend to people, most people, especially younger people, they have multiple accounts. Even if they only have one on every platform, they got, they've got Facebook, they probably got Instagram, they probably got Twitter too, they probably got at least those three, and then they probably got a couple smaller ones like Snapchat involved, if not others, and maybe they haven't separated all those accounts yet, which I think is a mistake. They should at least be under different email addresses. But some things you can do. You go on vacation as an example, but anything where you're taking photos and posting comments about your vacation. Well, what do we do? We take a photo, we immediately post it. Mistake. It's not hard to figure out where you are. One thing you can do to keep yourself and your family safe and everything you're doing is, is very simple. Is just wait to post it. If you're on the move on a road trip, just wait a couple days. It's not that big deal to wait a day or two to post it so you're out of that area. If you're at that resort and you're going to be there for a week, don't post any of it until you leave. You know, maybe you email a photo to your mom because she asked for it, but I wouldn't post anything on social media until you leave. It doesn't hurt you in any way. It's only a few days. And if you're an influencer, it's definitely not a big deal because if you're a real influencer, you're making so much money from posting stuff anyway, the waiting a few days is not going to financially hurt you. If you think it's going to financially hurt you, you're not a real influencer. By doing this, while you may identify that you have been somewhere, you're separating yourself from that location from when you post it. This minimizes the possibility of somebody coming to find you, especially if you're famous or you think you're famous. And most people aren't as popular as they think they are. That can definitely help you. Other things you can do is be nonspecific. Like if you're in Hawaii, right, that's a whole state with a lot of resorts and a lot of beaches. You don't have to say which island you're on. Or if you say what island you're on, you don't have to say what resort you're on. So let's say you want to post it and you're over, like if you're familiar with Oahu because I used to live there, you say, oh, I'm over at Hanama Bay because this is where we're snorkeling, right? but you're actually staying in Waikiki, which is a ways away. So you wait a day to post that and say, hey, we're doing some snorkeling here in Hawaii or on Oahu. Some people can probably figure that out, but most people aren't going to know. And you're not telling them specifically where you are. You know, you could say, here's a shot from my hotel room. I wouldn't post that while you're still staying there, but you don't have to say what specific hotel you're in. So you don't have to be as specific as you tend to be sometimes to get a small amount of vagueness just so you don't get interaction you don't want. You don't want people coming to find you, number one. But when you start seeing those comments and people are like, oh, my God, is that this hotel? Or, oh, I stayed at that hotel. That should tell you you're giving up too much personal information or specific information. And if there's somebody out there who wants to find you and they're following social media, they may not be the guy that knows that, but they're reading those comments. And then they can start to track you down. And that's not something we want. Now, is that really going to happen to you? Hopefully not but it doesn't mean it won't. What happens if you post every year and you just don't care and you post every year about this trip you take and all the stuff you do and it's very well known to your small group of people on social media. And then some fluke happens. You're in a major court case, you win the lottery, you know, you, you were at a protest and saved somebody's life somewhere where you made the news and people know who you are. And then they want to find you and it's just a reporter. And they go onto your social media and see, you know what? Every year in the last week of July, Here's what Shammer does. And then they just go post themselves up and wait for you. And they're like, hey, I wanted to do an interview. Now you've been found. And you're like, how did this happen? Well, it's probably because of something you did. So it's a real simple fix. Just when you can, if you're on the move, post things a day or two later to make sure you're definitely out of the area. 
Don't be as specific as you normally are all the time. If you're static and you're going to be somewhere for just a short time, like less than a couple of weeks, wait till you're back home to post that stuff. That's going to help you out. Use backup accounts or separate those accounts, especially if you're involved in anything. Even if you belong to, say, Facebook groups or pages that tend to follow current events or political beliefs or things like coronavirus that people come after publicly, ban people, cancel them, whatever. Even if you're not involved directly, but you are there as a, a watcher, essentially, like you're in the group, you don't do anything. They did it a couple years ago. They went after people all over the country on Facebook and deleted tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of accounts just because they were members of a certain group. People had nothing on there whatsoever, and that can happen out of nowhere. It doesn't have to be on any side of political spectrum. It happens to everybody. That's a reason why you want to have those accounts, or if you want to be involved in groups like that, make that a separate account just to be safe so that you don't lose everything. You only lose that piece of the pie. Another reason you want to do this too is if you have any kind of business. If you have YouTube and you're making money, that's a business. If you're like David Robertson, you've published books, you have a website, you have a company name, you are an official business, you're a business. If you're doing stuff like me, that's a business. If you're trying to do a business, let's say you own a well-known business and you're working for some major company, those should all be separate from anything personal at a minimum, just so that anything that happens to one or the other doesn't affect everything in your life. Those should definitely be separate so that you don't lose those. The other thing too is if you have... Let's say you have uh, your personal Facebook account, right? So you got that. We'll just use Facebook as an example. You can do this anywhere. You have a personal Facebook account. No problem. Talk to my family. Now I got my business, Bob's Business. I start my Facebook page for Bob's Business. I have my group connected to it. I sign on to a couple other pages and groups to network with Bob's Business. No problem. Create a backup account, another account, whatever it is on Facebook, Go in and put yourself in as, say, uh, an admin on the pages you control. That way, if they come after you, if they come after you to shut your page, they shut your page down. But if they come after just you or things you're primarily posting, but they don't shut your page down, but they burn that account, you still have your backup admin account you can take over and go back to it. But if you have to do that, you need to go in and create another backup admin so that you constantly have that page. This happens to people. Happens to people all the time where they lose access to everything, but they don't lose the things themselves. They lose their accounts, but those pages and groups still exist. So that's part of the reason why the backup works. Now, the thing is, when you separate all these things, even if you want to share, advertise, whatever, you can do it between accounts. Like I have accounts on social media, especially places like Facebook, that I say I join groups. I don't do it as the gray man. I do it under my... Um, ownership account, which isn't my personal account. I do it under that because if I do it, if I join under the gray man, it shows all the gray man stuff. And a lot of groups have rules about advertising. Like if you share anything that's yours, you created, they don't want it. Well, that's fine. That's their group. But the second I share, let's say I'm in a prepping group and somebody has a question that I think I have a good answer to because I made a podcast about it. Right? Well, if I go in there and share that podcast, but I'm signed up as Grayman Concepts, so it's showing Grayman Concepts, showing my emblem, that has the link to Grayman Hiding Plain Sight, showing the same emblem. It'll get burned. A lot of times it does. So if I go in under my ownership account, which looks completely different, and then I share the same podcast, guess what happens? It works. Those are little things you can do. You, that's another way. It's a way to protect my privacy so that I can share the information 
to people are looking for the answers without coming across like I could potentially be violating the group rules and then being banned from a group that I want to be part of. So those are other things that you can do. Also remember that while you want to get familiar with security settings, a lot of things like Facebook, YouTube, whatever you put information in there about, say, email accounts or your personal data or when you were born. First, you can go in on those and the security settings change all the time, but nobody said you had to tell the truth. And I'm not sure why people tell the truth. I've seen people that have probably not thought about it and have two or three Facebook accounts, two or three accounts over Twitter, whatever. And when they go in and fill out the personal information, it's the same everywhere. And I'm like, why are you doing that? All you got to do is pick something you know and understand. Like one of the birthdays I know for sure that I never forget was my ex-wife's because we were married for almost 10 years. So I have accounts where, because I know the types of accounts, the backup accounts, sometimes when you use information, they want your birthday. So I put a birthday in there. I just use her birthday and I know exactly what it is. So you can use birthdays for people, you know, as long as I did it because I'm not connected to her anymore and nobody figured out. So I wouldn't be using like your wife's birthday or your mom's, but you could use something like that. Or if there's a numbering system that makes sense to you, like an old phone number that matches a birthday numerical system, you can use that. So don't use all the same personal information all the time. Do it all day long, that personal account, if you want to. And do it on your business account if it matters to your business. If your business does not matter for your birthday, don't use your birthday. Your location probably matters for your business because your business is probably the same place you are. But then again, look at it like out here. You, well, anywhere, really. Anywhere there's a city that has at least a few hundred thousand people. That's th So that's a small city. Has suburb areas that on their address labels would be considered a different town. No problem. Let's say you live like... In Phoenix, we have the big cities are Phoenix, Mason, Scottsdale. And we have towns like Tempe people have heard of. And then we got like Gilbert and Glendale and Chandler and Fountain Hills. And there must be 20 others. Well, let's say you live in Gilbert, which is right next to Chandler. Okay. And that's where you live. If you want to put Gilder, Gilbert on your personal thing, go ahead. If you want to write Phoenix, because it's the same, it's the Phoenix metro area, go ahead. But let's say you have a business and your business address is in Chandler or in Glendale. Then you probably need to use the real address, right? But you don't want to use that real address in connection with your business. Or let's say you have a home-based business. Like there's guys, like a lot of you guys know like I have guns, I shoot guns, right? A lot of people that sell guns now have online-only businesses they run out of their house where they do one of two things. One is they can order a gun from a manufacturer and it will get shipped to wherever you want it to get shipped to. They just run their business out of house on the computer. They don't even have guns there. Other things they do in addition to that or separate from that is they do like gunsmithing. So because that's where their business is and where they live, when they register their business, they're using the same address as their house. So then the question they have to ask themselves is, how many places do I want to put this address? Well, smart thing would be, one, I wouldn't put it on a business page of the address. I would just put the city maybe or the general area, but I definitely wouldn't put the whole address because nobody's coming to my home to do business because I do it on the computer. So you probably don't want to do that. Now let's say your business is at your home and you need people to come to your home for your business. Let's say you got a hair salon, you know, and it's in your back room or in your guest house. Okay. Then you need to have that up there, but maybe you don't want to connect that to your personal account. You want to do things in enough separate ways, pre-planned with a little thought just to make sure that if somebody wants to look you up, even for good reason, they just want to 
oh, somebody recommended your hair salon. I need to find out where it is and its address so I can go by there and see what hours they have. That by doing a general internet search, they don't find out all this personal information and connections to you that you don't need them to know that they all of a sudden become magically curious about because you put that address on all your social media accounts and it pops up with all the social media accounts. So they look up all these social media accounts and in two minutes they have access to your whole world. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to put the same information everywhere if it doesn't pertain to that piece of everywhere. So that's something to pay attention to. What information am I putting out there? And then if you're going to fabricate that information, just make sure it's things that are simple, not only overly done, and they're only about five degrees off center. That's why when I use a birthday, I use a birthday I know from my ex-wife that nobody knows, and I know that I can remember it. Or that's why I say, if you're going to lie about your location and you live in, say, Gilbert, which is a essentially a suburb of Phoenix, saying in your Phoenix is only five degrees off. You don't want to say you live in Houston when you live in Phoenix. You start creating these bigger lies. They become lies that are hard to keep track of. You just want to put enough information up there when relevancy is needed without specifics to put yourself in danger or to allow people to find out all this information because you don't know why they're doing it. Could be that crazy ex. What happens when that 10-year reunion comes up and people start looking up everybody else and they find all this information? Then they start showing up in your house, finding you in town because they're visiting or calling you, asking about all this stuff in your life. You're like, how does this fucker know that? Well, it's probably because of stuff you put online and you completely forgot about. And that's how we prepare for it, plan for it, and make better decisions to use social media. So yes, you want true security? You want better internet security, better privacy in your life? Don't use social media at all. However, most people under the age of 50, that's almost an impossibility anymore. So just be smarter about it. Separate those accounts. Use different email accounts connected to them. Have them designed around a specific purpose. Have backup ones where you need to have backups. If you have multiple admins, have a backup as an admin. If you've got a YouTube page, use one of your other channels. Use secure password systems. Don't use phrases and names you know. Use password generators that are reputable. Or create your own long list of passwords with alphanumerics, capitals, etc. throw hyphens in there, whatever you can to mix people up, to make it to where they've got to be a pro and got a few years to spend in order to hack your account. It's really not that difficult. You just got to put a little thought into it. This will help make us a little more privacy prepared. I'll protect some of our information for those unforeseen normal circumstances where people happen to look us up and they find things we don't want them to find and make it to where if our accounts get hacked, or even if we're just hanging out somewhere on a YouTube group or a Facebook group and they just burn everybody's account, I don't lose everything. These are better ways to exercise security for yourself, your business, your family, your kids, your friends, anywhere on social media. So kind of come up with a plan, check those out, make a few changes, create a few new accounts. And hopefully this will make you feel a little better, a little more safe and secure, and at a minimum, at least organize your information and protect you so that in that event, you do lose something. You only lose a small piece of the pie, not the whole dinner. Now, going back to those photos on the vacation, using that example, let's say you have 10 photos you want to post, which anymore is probably unrealistic. It's probably 100, but you have 10. Let's say you have different platforms. You got Twitter, you got Facebook, you got you know uh, YouTube, Instagram. Let's say you've got five different platforms you want to post those on. Don't post all 10 photos on each platform. Post two over here, one over here, three over here. Help separate that a little bit. If there's people out there you want to give them all to, give them all to those people. Just them specifically, not everybody. Now, what's the flip side to all this? Like I mentioned before, we got people who are private investigators and bail bondsmen and 
actual Intel people on here that look for people and use open source or using for research for their organizations. All this should tell you is all the mistakes people make constantly. One common mistake people make is use the same email forever. I know people that have emails just for online accounts that started with blogging. Not blogging now. Most blogs now we call blogs are more like trying to have a form of journalism or trying to write articles about a subject. When blogs first started out, they were really just journals. There were even websites that had types of journals like Live Journal. And there's people I know that are using the same email accounts today that they use 15 or 20 years ago just for online information. That's all they use it for. Because they do that, when you search those emails, you get hits to things you've never heard of or websites might even close, but there's archived data you can find that tells you even more information about them and what's going on in their lives. It's one of the reasons why every few years, especially if you're doing a lot of stuff in one area, let's say you're doing a lot of blogging, you're doing a lot of social media, unless it's business specific that you need to keep the same email, you might want to think about rotating them. That's something a lot of people make the mistake of. The other thing too, like I mentioned, is because we don't separate information when you're looking for somebody and you find an email address or a name or something you think is good enough, that's probably them or could be them. You'll find connections to all kinds of things. Like if you find an address or a name, you might find telephone numbers. If you look that telephone number up, you might find it connected to five names. But that's fine. If it's a cell phone, it's probably been in rotation. But that doesn't mean it wasn't their number at some point. Or if it's a website that has personal information like an address or an email account, when we search those, we find connections to all of their accounts. This is another reason why you want to separate it. So when people try to find you, whether it's malicious whether it's a journalist or whether it's just that guy trying to connect to you because you got the reunion coming up that they don't find everything on you and more information they want them to have. Cause one thing you've got to look at is most of the ways we look for people anymore is all digital and online, like social media and email accounts 50 years ago. Wasn't here. Wasn't even that long ago. We could say that. So it's not that investigators and journalists aren't that good at their job anymore when it comes to finding things. It's just there's more availability of tools that they can use. And when it comes to social media and the internet and emails and personal information, it's a lot easier to get it now. Not because there's more tools to research. It's because we make it easier on them. We choose to make that information public and not private or put up real information thinking the security features of a website make it private not realizing how easily it can be found in a general search or with other tools that are available. We make it easier on them to find that stuff. That's why you want to change it up and mix it up. This is why I recommend having more than one email account. Gear them at least initially towards the purposes of online accounts, social media, or shopping. Do the same thing with social media. Have that personal family stuff. Have that business thing. Have the backup accounts. Think about that. This is why I suggest you go online, start searching your own stuff. Go search email accounts that you've used, any email account you've used in the last 10 years, if you know those emails, you can probably find them. Just search the email in Google or start page, whatever you're using, and look at everything it comes up to. You'll find a ton of stuff has nothing to do with you, but you're gonna find things you probably forgot about. It might get you thinking more about how those email accounts work. Search your address, search your name, search variations of your name, phone numbers, anything like that you've used that you know you've put online on social media. Of course, you're going to find things about places you've lived or websites like Spokio, pulling your address up. Of course, you'll find those. But see what other types of places it connects you to. Is there just some weird website that comes up, has all kinds of information on you because of the company you work at, you know, Bob's Little Whatever Company in Podunk, Iowa, and that comes up because you searched your address and why does your address come up when it's connected to this place of employment? You'd be amazed to find that that can happen. 
That's going to help you figure out what information you need to isolate, what stuff you need to hide, what stuff you need to change, how you need to intermix all this stuff. It's better ways to keep you safe. There's more out there than you realize on yourself and you cannot control it all, but you can get a large chunk, if not most of it, that the average person can find. And that's something you should definitely look into. Figure out exactly which ones of these things you want to change. What simple things can I do? Can I change email addresses? Can I lie about my birthday? Can I just delete this information on there? Does it need to be marked private or could it just be gone? Do those searches, figure out which things you want where, how much is out there on you. That's going to tell you a lot of stuff. It's going to show you a lot of things about yourself and it gives you more steps you can take for privacy to help protect yourself and your family. So maybe you don't want to give up email and maybe you don't want to give up social media and that's going to be most of us. But there are things we can do better to protect our information. If you like this episode, don't forget us a like, share, heart, whatever your platform is using and Make sure you let people know you think will enjoy this material. Give us a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're at. And don't forget to check out the show notes and check out dmrpublications.com. And we will be back again shortly with more information right here on Grayman, Hiding in Plain Sight.